Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, questions, and concerns. I know it's chilly out there. Feel free to get online. Uh, you can cuddle up with your computer, and we can help you out with uh, your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Usually have tons of room in the first hour. 800-966-WTIC or 522-WTIC are the numbers. And... Uh, as usual and customary, we're going to get to some technology news, and this one kind of is more of a, a business news item. Um, Microsoft <laughs> is in the news thanks to an Exchange server error or bug that's been around for over 10 years. Yes, this bug that's been in the news showing hundreds of thousands of servers being impacted is a bug that has been wide open, having a door wide open for over a decade. It, it affects Exchange Server 2010, 2013, 2016, 2019. And you might ask yourself, well, that's interesting. If they keep selling you new server software, why would they have the same bug going back 10 years? Well, because Microsoft retreads the same crap every year and just puts a new number on it and sells it back to you. Well, they rearrange the furniture, too, to make it more difficult. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same crap, all right? And it's, it's it really, you might tell them a little angry about it because Microsoft, you know, a trillion-dollar company, this bug has been out there for a decade, and they pay a bug bounty, which is a good idea, right? Companies are paying third parties uh, a bounty to find problems or holes in their systems, and they paid a company $20,000 uh, because they found this hole in January, of this year, they found this hole. Oh, great. And if the bug bounty concept worked, everything would be quiet. Nobody would be the wiser. Microsoft would do a little patching, send it on out to everybody under the radar. Nobody would know. Door gets closed. This is not an issue. But no, that's not what happened. Somehow, some way, a couple days after this guy submits the bounty, another company submits the same bounty. Well, that's kind of weird, isn't it, Bob? How'd that guy, how would another guy find the same hole just a few days after the first guy found the hole? I contend because the people who found the first hole did a really bad job of keeping that on the hush-hush. Somebody inside that company, and I will put a link to Krebs on Security, which will give you a link, a whole layout of what happened. Um, somehow, some way, 
somebody let the cat out of the bag, okay, and made this door being wide open a public thing. And, of course, from January till March, they didn't have a fix for it until March of this year, just recently. And now everyone's you know, rushing and scrambling to try to patch this bug in this hole. And it's all thanks to Microsoft and how they retread the same crap and put a new year around it and say, hey, it's 2018, 2019, buy our software. It's called legacy code. You know what it is? It's ridiculous. And it's clearly a problem. Now, of course, programmers out there are going to say, well, Eric, you know what? It costs a lot of money to develop software. I don't care. You charge us a lot of money to develop the software. So you're a trillion-dollar company charging us over and over again for the same crap with just a different number on it. So you know, this is getting tiresome, man. Get out there and have different folks programming based on a different kernel. It, you, you, you keep incorporating the same bad gene, Right. The same bad gene that's going to kill us all because you keep letting it go through the entire body over year after year over and over again. If you had a group that did Exchange 2010, have the next group, a whole different group. Hey, guys, let's think about this out of the box. Let's make Exchange 2013 based on a different kernel. But they don't. The whole thing is based on an NT kernel that's like 20 years old, Bob. Well, I think they, in concept, tried to do that with Vista. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or, or micro, uh, Windows Millennium, right? The Millennium Edition. You're right. You're right. They failed miserably. And, of course, we saw what they did with the Windows phone. Now, here's the other thing. Here's the other kicker that's kind of funny on this whole exchange thing. Then you're going to hear folks saying, well, Microsoft 365 wasn't impacted. We're so safe and we're so lucky we went to 365. Yes, it was. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't in this case. But the point is... These are the same people who made the exchange server, guys. Are you telling me they're going to not screw that up too? If you believe they're not, I got a bridge, you know, the old Tappan Z bridge, $3.9 billion bridge. It's falling apart already. I'll sell that to you if you believe Microsoft can't screw up 365 too. And do some Google searches. You'll find some RCE issues with 0365 and solar winds. Don't be gloating. Yeah, you got lucky this one issue. It's coming for you too. If you don't believe me, you're nuts. I heard the Brooklyn Bridge is for sale again down in Arizona. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's just the thing. You can try, hey, you know, 365 isn't impacted. Oh, great, yes. Pay, pay Microsoft $5,000 more a year for the same thing. And you really think you're not going to have an issue? You're next. <laughs> Come on. So we'll put a link up here as far as what's going on. That's what's happening in the world. It's really been a huge burden. I mean, we're a gold partner with Microsoft as a company, and you would hope that you get an hour response from their engineers when you had an issue. Now they, they measure their responses in days. You know, they're so buried with this mess. Or weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's a brutal problem, and I want to thank Microsoft for retreading the same crap to give us this issue. Thank you, Microsoft. Moving on, what else you got, Bob? Okay, we'll move on from Microsoft to yeah. Netflix. Netflix cracks down on password sharing. The streaming service has been squelching the use of passwords shared by separate homes. Netflix has started clamping down on people using passwords shared among different households. Some users have uh, recently reported that they could no longer get past the login screen with a notification message informing them that they needed to be in the same household as the account owner. If you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching, the message reads. Mm -hmm. uh, according to uh, user reports on Twitter, 
A Netflix sign-up button is included with the message. All right. In case it's the account owner trying to log in from a different location, Netflix gives the option of sending a verification code. So far, the message reportedly appears only on TV devices. Roku and iPhones are excluded. Yeah. Netflix commented on the situation saying it's more of a security measure to make sure people are using accounts with permission. Oh, there you this go. This test is designed to help ensure that, they're that, calling it a test to help ensure that people using Netflix accounts are authorized to do so, a spokesperson from Netflix told CNET. Mm-hmm. It's unclear whether the measure will affect more devices in the future. The only reason Netflix got so so big so fast was because he, they allowed sharing so fast. I mean, that was really the whole thing. Well, now, when my kids went off to college, you know, yeah. they, they got my Netflix. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them. Don't tell them. About <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. Again, with Netflix, it's just a warning. They're not going to stop anything from what I understand. Here's another story that kind of tickled my fancy. Bill Gates sounds the alarm on Bitcoin, right? He doesn't like Bitcoin too much. Do you wonder why, Bob? This is the same guy who doesn't like you to eat meat. Why do you think Bill Gates doesn't like uh, Bitcoin? Because he doesn't own any of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a fair answer. But in this case, it's based on energy consumption. It's climate change. So in this case, I don't like cryptocurrency either. I'll be happy to get on the bandwagon here with Mr. Gates. As Bitcoin pushes to new heights, Mr. Bill Gates is very worried about the climate change uh, aspects of Bitcoin. And here's the reason. And he's, it's, if this is all true, he's got a point. Bitcoin uses more electricity per transaction than any other method known to mankind. And here's, here's the deal here. To, uh, to Gates' point, Alex DeVries, a data scientist at the Dutch Central Bank, estimates that each Bitcoin transaction requires an average of 300 kg of carbon dioxide, CO2, equivalent to the carbon footprint produced by roughly... 750,000 visa swipes. 750,000 visa swipes per one transaction of Bitcoin. Um, That's because nearly all cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin included, uh, document every single transaction on what's called a public ledger, which helps to ensure the transactions are transparent, safe from tampering. Of course, it's like you know it as blockchain. And it takes an awful lot of computing power to maintain this blockchain. These, these blocks are created by miners who are awarded Bitcoin for their work, running code around the clock on special hardware called rigs. And the, the process consumes the same amount of energy annually, around seven, 78.5 terawatt hours, as nations like Chile, Austria, or Finland. So clearly there's a problem with this technology. We have, uh, we have the fact that it's fake money is the one problem. The fact that it's really leveraged by the bad guys to to ransom our systems is the other problem, and now, well, it, you, you we're killing re- the planet. You got to report it on your income tax now too. Of course you do. <laughs> um, but supposedly it's, they, there's going to be a tax on it if there is. Well, there already. is tax on income, and if you sold it, you got income. You you sold your fake money for real money. Um, but if you you can't feel good if you if you if you believe in global warming you cannot believe in cryptocurrencies according to Bill Gates. So we got a problem here, guys. And maybe maybe global warming will end uh, the whole cryptocurrency thing faster than the fact that it's fake money will. <laughs> uh, we'll put this link up here. It's a it's an interesting article. Um, I think Forbes had it. And. Uh, Take take a look at it. It's I had no idea it was that. I mean, we knew it was heavy in electrical use. 
We just didn't know it was that heavy. So we're going to put a link up uh, for Computer Talk for that and everything we talked about. This is beyond, Get online. We have uh, four lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're out of we're, we're actually broadcasting out of the hermetically sealed studios here in East Hartford, Connecticut, over the internets, over to Mr. Matt Soroyce, who is back in Farmington. Someday we'll see Matt's face, eventually. It's been over a year now, Bob, since we've been doing this, I think, roughly a year, maybe a little less, that we've been doing this show from our hermetically sealed studios. We've survived. Well, maybe we'll be able to get together about uh, sometime about... The 4th of July. Oh, I heard that. Yes, 4th of July. Yes. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, if we obey by the rules, yeah, we, the president <laughs> might let us. <laughs> Isn't that nice of him? <laughs> but we're going to be here as long as they'll have us. Uh, you know, Someday we'll go back into the studio and uh, broadcast from Farmington. That'll be great. We're here waiting for your calls. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Would you, while we're waiting for your calls, Bob, you want to bring up anything else, uh, technologically speaking? <clears throat> yes, I have another one. Yeah. You're going to like this. This is about updates as well. Oh, boy. A, uh, this is a CNET article, a hobbled Hubble Space Telescope back at work after four days in safe mode. Safe mode. And you thought that it was only for computers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. The veteran spy of the deep cosmos has awakened from a long nap. The Hubble Space Telescope is back at work studying the cosmos, but at a somewhat diminished capacity following more than four days offline this week. Mm. The senior orbiting observatory went into safe mode due to an onboard software error at about 1 a.m. Pacific time Sunday and officially returned to science operations at 5 p.m. Pacific time Thursday, according to NASA. Mm -hmm. Hubble's operations team at NASA, Goddard Space Flight Center in Maryland, has determined that a coding error oh, in a right. recent software update sent to the spacecraft triggered the safe mode. <laughs> the update, <laughs> sounds like Microsoft is writing the code. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> the update uh. has been rolled back until it can be fixed. Sounds like Microsoft. <laughs> but the back. episode also revealed a few more concerning issues with the telescope that may be showing its age. When Hubble entered safe mode, an aperture door that should have automatically closed to shield the telescope and its components from any potential damage from the sun, yeah. much like human eyes, yeah. even accidentally pointing Hubble directly at the sun could do serious damage. Testing revealed a problem with the primary motor that powers the door. Mm -hmm. The operations team switched to a backup motor that appears to be working. Yeah. As the team prepared to return Hubble to normal science operations, an unexpected error in its wide-field camera 3 occurred, so the observatory was restarted without it. In essence, Hubble is now up and running like normal, but without its wide-angle lens, NASA said in a statement that it's working to resolve the issue. Uh, Hubble has overcome other uh, issues in the past. In 2018, it entered an extended safe mode following the failure of a gyro, right. which is a device to measure how quickly the spacecraft is turning. The Hubble team managed to switch to a backup gyro to get Hubble up and running again after being down for a few weeks. Hubble is already well beyond its planned lifetime, it, which was set at 15 years. It's now been in operation over 30 years. Yeah, good quality stuff there, at least. NASA would ideally like to see uh, uh, it last at least a little while longer until the deployment of its successor, the next-generation James Webb Space Telescope. 
Hmm. The James Webb Space Telescope has been delayed several times, but is now set to launch this Halloween. Hmm. That's cool. <laughs> Get well soon, Hubble. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. All right, in other news, just just what? Patch Tuesday, Bob. Microsoft patches Windows 10, all right? And what are you going to do? But, of course, deal with blue screens of death, right, Bob? <laughs> you got that article you want to talk oh, about? Oh, man, yes, I do. We got hit on our, on our help desk with, with our clients being destroyed by this update. Of course, this update was not one you could avoid. Microsoft forced it down yeah, your throat. It was a pushed out one, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, happens. Well, you know, they got rid of Patch Tuesday. Well, this is still a Patch Tuesday issue, though. It may be. <laughs> but, yeah. They do it more than just Tuesday is what your point is? Yeah, my point is when there's a security update, they push it out as soon as they got the fix. Mm, yeah, and, this, uh, this was quite a fix, huh? Yeah, well, it fixed a lot of it. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Anyway, as it typically does, Microsoft unleashed an array of updates for all supported versions of Windows this past Tuesday. Uh, being that it was... Uh, the second one in March, making it Patch Tuesday, multiple Windows 10 versions received cumulative updates. Right. And it wasn't long before issues started being reported by numerous users claiming that they were encountering a blue screen of death, otherwise a BSOD error when trying to use printers. Right. Now, Microsoft has acknowledged problems with the updates spotted by Windows Latest. The company has added a known issue for the updates labeled... KB5000802, KB5000808, KB5000809, and KB5000822, which were the cumulative updates for Windows 10 versions 20H2, 2004, 1909, 1809, and 1803. These Kyocera. Kyocera. <laughs> Rico. Yeah. And Zebra. Who yeah. uses a Zebra? I right? don't know. Anybody that prints labels. Yeah. <laughs> users, uh, some users have reportedly tried to fiddle with drivers to no avail. The only workaround right now seems to be uninstalling the updates. Roll it back. Roll uninstall it, back. it and roll it back. Our help desk got slammed when this update came across for our clients. So many people had problems, whether their systems were in the cloud or on-prem. Well, the uninstall for each one of those takes about 10 to 20 minutes yes. each. And there's something about Tuesdays. You know, I've done, uh, we've read the business articles. Tuesdays, from what I understand, are our most productive days of the week. So, of course, Microsoft would choose Tuesdays to screw your day up, right? They wouldn't choose Patch Friday when nobody's doing anything and they're getting ready to go away. No, they choose <laughs> Patch Tuesday, the day you do the most work, according to most studies. Thank you, Microsoft. Thank you. May I have another. 
Well, that's when they're doing their, their most work, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. You can't make it up. Um, so we'll put some links there to that. And we got lines wide open for you guys. Uh, feel free to get online. Unless all the computer problems are solved, we'll take That's great. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Lines are wide open. Four lines wide open for you. I know it's a beautiful day. If you got out yesterday afternoon, I was on the, on the linear trail after that yesterday afternoon. It was like 65 degrees. That place was packed with people. Maybe they just want us to talk about our kids. Oh, they don't want to have us do that. <laughs> so feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out. While we're waiting, before, well, we're going to go to break pretty soon. A real, last real quick article here. Um, this is from my favorite tech uh, blog out there in the U.K., Huge if true. If you show people articles saying that Firefox is faster than Chrome, they'll believe it. <laughs> so they did a little study, and they actually put these news articles out, right? And they found that if you show people in news articles that say your browser is faster than Chrome, and then you have the people go ahead and play with the browsers, the people will perceive the, the browser faster versus those who have not seen the articles. So I guess the moral of the story is, Marketing works, <laughs> right? Yeah. You believe what you're told by the news well, media. There's a infamous man from uh, many, many years ago that said, if you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it. Right. <laughs> you're exactly right. We'll put this link up here for you. It's kind of interesting to read, but it just goes to show you, if you're told something over and over again, you'll believe it, even if it's not true. Even if you play with it yourself and realize it's not true, you'll still believe it. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We are broadcasting on Facebook Live, but our video isn't working. We think it's a Facebook issue. We'll see if I can fix that during the news break. Mike G has been posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you follow us on Facebook over at Tab Computer Systems and you like us, Mark Zuckerberg might deem the newsworthy and it may get into your news feed unless you're in Australia. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we are going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We're still fighting a little bit with the, um, the Facebook Live broadcast, but we should get that up sooner rather than later. Um, but let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Jack in Middletown first. What's going on, Jack? Morning, guys. Morning. I've had a printer, an all-in-one. I'm a home user, uh, a brother brand for oh four or five years and I really liked it. It was, you know, I don't like the cost of the ink, you know, right. an inkjet. Right. But I recently had a stroke like a year ago. I'm sorry. So I didn't, that's okay. I'm fine. Good. Good. <laughs> I survived. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't print for like months. Mm. And all of a sudden there's ink in there, but it's not printing. Yeah. It's all junk. It's all gummed up and, yeah, exactly. And there, apparently, to, there's no way to clean it. Not really. They, it's almost like they like it that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm looking for a new printer, and I know your your business. You know, you probably like HP, probably or whatever. We like HP, and I would angle you toward a laser rather than inkjet. That was going to be my next question. Now, is a laser? I don't print a lot, but I've yeah. heard that lasers don't print photos very well. Is that true? I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't I've agree. I've been printing photos on laser for a long time. 
Yeah, if you get a good color laser printer, you can get a great picture. Oh. Uh, yeah, and okay. you can probably print on spe- on better on special paper too, right? You can print on special. Yeah, paper. I've got some uh, photo quality paper that I use to print certificates on. And yeah, I do have photo quality paper. I did not know lasers would do that. Well, be now, careful though. Be careful though. Yeah. You can't if that paper is like got a waxy covering or something like that. You got to be careful if it can go through the laser printer or not. It might be right. designed for inkjet versus laser. Um, right. But you can let that laser printer sit there for a year, and it'll print fine if you haven't right. printed on it. Yeah, if you're going to use the glossy paper, you make sure you get the stuff that's designed for the laser and not for the inkjet. Right. And, and real quick, vice versa. have you ever heard of EcoTank? It's probably a refilling company that refills um, ink cartridges, I'm guessing. Actually, no. It's a uh, Epson uh, brand printer where you actually, it doesn't have cartridges. You oh. pour the ink in bottles. Yeah, I've seen those. Have you? Yeah, um, it's it, it it can be a messy disaster. Really? <laughs> well, you got to be careful because you're pouring ink, which is a liquid, from one container into another container. And right. I don't know about you, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're the type, that... go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, if you're the type that gets you know salad dressing on your shirt, probably stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're selling me on laser. So, I see. The thing with me is, I, I hate buying things more than once. Me right? Too. If I buy it, I want it to last and be quality. Ink inkjet is pretty much designed to make you angry, especially if you don't use it for a while. Well, you know, the thing is with ink is that if you don't use it for a long time, the ink dries out. And that's what happened. Yeah. If uh, you know, sometimes you know, you can go and take a uh, damp uh, tissue and you can wipe the the gummed up ink off, but it gets messy. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. and th- then, you know, you just, you got to go and spend a lot of money and replace the cartridges. And <clears throat> if the ink got in the wrong place on the printer, then you've just wasted the money on the new cartridges because it's not going to work anyway. Right. I already did. I went to Amazon and bought supposedly compatible cartridges, all new. Right. The whole shebang whole did not work. Well, there's another thing. Amazon sells a lot of stuff that's not "quote unquote" kosher. Yeah, well, it's it, compatible. It yeah. might have been fine, but the see, nah. the ink that was a liquid that got gummed up in the cartridge also could have gotten gummed up because it has to go through the jets where it has to go and get right. spit out. Yep. So if that, that got dried up, it doesn't matter if you put in new. Yeah, ink. I think you sold me on laser. Check it out. You can get, get it, look for inexpensive color lasers to start if you want to do color printing of pictures. That's where I gotcha. would have you focus. All right. Thank you for your help. Well, thank you for calling, Jack. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Let's go on to John in Torrington next. What's going on, John? John, you there? Hey, John, you there? Oh, I don't think John's there. Who's on, who's on the line? I do hear somebody on the line. Is this Joe? Hello. Hello. Hey, Joe. I got Hello? two lines. Yes, go ahead, guys. Who? I'm talking to two people. It sounds like. Well, this is Ocean Joe. I'm headed to, to the beach, and uh, I got that new Wi-Fi for T-Mobile. Oh, neat. Yeah. So I was just wondering if you guys could tell me a little bit about it. What do you so, think about it? So you got the home Wi-Fi for yourself? Yeah, I got the home Wi-Fi for Westerly, Rhode Island. So fifty bucks uh, a month, roughly. Yep. Awesome. Uh, so, have you not plugged it in? Or are you heading out there now to plug it in? I'm on. The, yeah, I'm heading out there now. 
Good for you. Yeah, I mean, you should just be able to uh, just turn it on and then connect your devices to it. How's it? You got it? Is it live in Connecticut? I don't know if it's. Yes, they they do have people who are using it in Connecticut, um, but you have to be within range of a tower. I, I'm anxiously trying to get it from my home, but I don't have it yet. Um, okay. You have to go to the T-Mobile site, and we can put a link up there for you guys, and they'll let you know if it's available in Connecticut or not, um, the area that you are. But, yeah, I'm excited for you. So you're going to go out and make sure you set the SSID securely. Don't let anybody in West Australia use your service. Oh, you think I mean, the whole town can use my hook to my uh, router? Not the whole town, but my point is don't leave it the default. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you should call us and let us know how you like it. That's what I want to hear. When are you going to get there? Are you going to get there pretty soon? No, no. We're going to be doing it in an hour or so. Well, we're on until 11. I'd love to hear how fast your speed is. If not this uh, Saturday, call us back next Saturday and let us know. I will. But, you know, I appreciate you have a positive attitude towards it, so that's good. Well, the the attitude of any kind of competition to your local provider is what I'm positive about. You know, just having one choice or or maybe two if you're lucky is not enough choices. So you get yeah. a third choice now where you can tell your local Internet provider to pound sand, especially in rest, Westerly, which is great. And uh, you, if you get a good result from it, you win. And there's no data caps from what I understand, no throttling. You're going to get cellular wireless Internet. So if the poles go down because of a storm near your home, that you know your telephone poles go down. You still have internet. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. That's good. Yeah, it is cool. So, uh, all right, I'll see what happens. I'll call you guys back maybe next week. But uh, I I love uh, listening to you guys. Well, we love you that for being out there and doing that. We appreciate the call because we want to we want to help you and we want to see what you've got going. So let us know and we'll talk to you soon. All right, I'm going with a positive attitude. You go, you go. Okay. <laughs> all right, Joe. I went to the T-Mobile site. Yes, yeah. it's not available in my area, but what was kind of neat is I put my address in, yeah. and then the drop-down came down with my address, and when I clicked on it, I got a satellite picture of my house. Yes, they know where you <laughs> live, Bob. They just use Google Images. Instantly. Instantly. Is this your home, Bob? Um, so, yes, but it's a cool idea, and we talked about it for a while now, um, so hopefully it's going to be coming as a competition to the incumbent providers that we're stuck with. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. couple lines open for you on this lovely Saturday morning. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. <laughs> yes, he is. And he's, his mic has been working lately. We're still we're still futzing with the uh, Facebook Live. Hopefully, it's going to get better and get going. The, the camera was off. It wasn't it wasn't Facebook's fault. It was ours. <laughs> so we have our own technical dif- uh, difficulties here. Even though the camera showed on, it was not really communicating. So hopefully, that'll go for you guys. We have three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Joe in Berlin first. What's going on, Joe? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I, hey, this is the guy with, with, the, with the deep scan issue here. <laughs> but I ended up going back with Comcast, uh, get their modem, get it over with, and to, to get my... my uh, um, to be able to connect it with with the uh, good lord, uh, what are you trying to do? <laughs> Anyhow, what I'm trying to do. Uh, oh, just let you know, Comcast will not 
allow you to move. Uh, you said you can port a number to to any uh, any number to any any place you want. Comcast. Yes, you can. Well, then I wish you'd explain that to Comcast because they will not port a New Britain uh, a region number to a Hartford region. Cannot be done, he says. That's they're not, not telling you the truth. They yeah. just don't want to let it go. <laughs> well, yeah. How, how do I uh, how do I convince them? <laughs> you don't you don't even need to. So you choose the new service, and the new service will do it. Well, I, I have I have a Comcast modem. Yeah, that's okay. We don't and, care. And, and, and I I wanted the I need a landline. I know you want. Well, you need a physical landline or the yeah, voice over IP. Uh, well, well, no, I really don't care. But I, you know, for a fax machine. Uh, to be able to send faxes. Okay, so here's so if you need to send and receive faxes, you could use a product called eFax. All right, and again, yeah, but again, it's another 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 subscription fee, you know. It is, but you you still got to pay. You have to pay somebody for your line. Well, that, that was my point. I am paying Comcast now for for a landline, which I can't use. So, right. So if you okay. use eFaxing, you can port. That number away from Comcast. I don't care what they're telling you. They're they're not. It's not true. Um, you can port that line away from them. You go on the eFax site, sign up. They're going to ask you what phone number you want to use, and you're going to put the one in there. They're going to ask you what carrier it is, and th you'll be able to port your number over. Right? I mean, it's as simple as that. It, they you don't call Comcast. They're going to tell I, you no. I I need I need a a hard line to do this. What kind of faxing are you doing that requires you to use paper? Well, there's another issue. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I don't want to discuss over the, over the air, but I need a, I believe I need, I need a landline to do this. So. Okay. Um, okay. Well, then you're stuck. Then you have to pay somebody for the landline, and if they're going to be that company, that's the company you have to pay. Um, nothing you can do about it. Okay. All right. Now, the, the, what? What? Uh, oh, also, I wanted to tell you that uh, I decided to get into the 21st century here with my uh, my laptop, and I upgraded to Windows 10, mm -hmm. and it is uh, still free. Uh, okay. I went, I went to Microsoft site, and uh, they just said, you know, go here, and, and uh, you know, I followed their instructions. It went perfectly, and now my laptop is laptops are up to Windows 10, both of them. Oh, tremendous! Uh, they're they're both uh, i7, so. Oh yeah, you're in good shape uh, with an i7. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, okay. But now I wanted to move. Uh, the reason why I called, I wanted to move my Outlook file. Okay. My wife and I were sharing a computer. I want to move uh, my my Outlook file to a new computer, and I know how to move the PST files, but they don't tell me. What do I have to do to get Outlook? Because as soon as I go onto Outlook on a new computer, it's t telling me to to uh, you know I have to set it all up. Right. I need the passwords and all that kind of stuff. For, yes. For, and, it, and it says password, but it doesn't say password for what? Password for for Microsoft. Password for for the the uh, the mail server. Where do you get your mail from? Well, Comcast. Okay, so you have a Comcast account that has a username and password. So it's going to be right. whatever your email address is, and then whatever that. So Outlook wants the mailbox password, which is probably your uh, your Comcast password, uh, configured in the system. That's your account. 
So it can then talk to the mail server at Comcast so you can send and receive your mail. Okay, but then why bother moving the PST file? Because the PST file is just all your mail. So basically what you're doing is you bought a new mail, put it this way, you bought a new mail at um, at Home De- new mailbox at Home Depot, right? And you're going to put the, ho- the mailbox on the post, right? So the, the actual mailbox in this case is at Comcast. You're going to go ahead and configure the, the, the fact that the Comcast is going to stick mail in your mailbox. The PST file is just all your past mail. Right, but but now what isn't isn't uh, Outlook three sixty five or, or or the whole Microsoft 360, uh, Office three sixty five supposed to be in the cloud someplace? And, and I, I thought that was the whole idea. I wouldn't have to do all this. Yeah, well, well, it is. So you can get a mailbox from Microsoft, but you won't be at Comcast. If you get an O three sixty five mailbox, your post office is now Microsoft. Right now, your post office is Comcast. Your mailbox is Outlook. Okay, the mailbox that you buy at Home Depot okay. is Outlook. So you're you have the you need to know where your post office is. So if you do 365, you can use Outlook from 365 or and use the O365 Microsoft post office or configure the Outlook for your Comcast post office. Go to the settings on your old computer or is that all gone? Oh, no, no, I have it. I have, we still have it. We still have okay. It. Yeah, it. look at that for your reference and reconfigure your Outlook that way yeah. so that it can communicate with Comcast. And it, get your it, mail. It, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's you know all stars for passwords and stuff like that. So I guess I have to. <laughs> you, well, yeah, passwords. you need to go right. You should have written it down somewhere, or you have to reset your password. I did, okay. I, I did but you know I lost the paper. So <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, hey, since uh, since we're uh, taking medical questions on the on the air now here, oh, we are. Uh, well, I think what last week we had the back issue here here with uh, Bob. Uh, <laughs> no, oh yes, he cramped. had the uh, cramp issue. <laughs> Hey, I just want my dentist to call me because he, he, uh, he's retired now and, and, uh, well, semi retired. Yeah. And, uh, I, I did see him last week and, and Doc, my, my tooth is killing me now. So. <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy show. And, and, well, no, he listens to the show. So when I go to see you guys, you know, oh. when I go to see him, he said, Oh, I heard you on the air. <laughs> there it is. All right. So, so, and so I call his office and they say, Oh, too bad. You know, all right. Hope help Joe out, Doc. He needs some, he needs some Novocaine. <laughs> Thank you. All right, thank you. Good luck. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. I hope that helped. Uh, hope Joey's got some things going on there. Let's go on to um, oh boy, Barbara in Southbury. What's going on, Barbara? You there? I wanted to share a practical use for the, your blue screen of death. A practical use for it. There's a use for the blue screen. All right. This is a good yes. one. Go for it. Well, I have to. Go back in time a bit to when I, uh, my kids were small enough that I went trick-or-treating with them. Okay. And uh, looking for a costume so they would not be embarrassed to have their mother along with them. The obvious choice is a box over your head. <laughs> Obviously, sure. <laughs> so I painted up the front of the box as a blue screen of death. Oh, that's with awesome. A keyboard in front. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and they were still embarrassed. <laughs> oh yeah, I got my kids are almost all adults now, and they are still embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> you can't talk to you can't talk to the waiters or waitresses, right? You can't make conversation with they get embarrassed. It's like, <laughs> we're just talking, you know. We're Gen Xers. We grew up able to chat with people. For some reason, these kids are always embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Well, it's so, good practice for them. Yeah, and it's <laughs> awesome. That embarrassment. And, and the good thing, Barbara, that, that blue screen of death costume will never go out of style. 
Indeed. We've yeah. been playing we've been playing the Every OS Sucks song since we started this show 25 years ago. <laughs> and it's still true today. So, and that's an awesome costume. Well, my oldest has grown up to be a software engineer. Oh, nice. And my middle kid is a big-time computer user. Right. Uh, and my littlest one, if she'd be embarrassed to hear this, of course, uh, is in grad school and heavily using technology there, too. Awesome. So maybe I was um, giving them inspiration, although actually they'd already demonstrated that they were all fine kids and all going in great directions. Good to hear, Barbara. <laughs> well, with a mom that wears a costume like that, they had good help. <laughs> okay. So, see Thanks you for Halloween, the call. then. Yep, very good. Okay, bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. See, we actually have so many calls that you're talking about your kids now. That's good. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Blue screen of death, they're going to be here forever if you're using Microsoft, I'm sorry to say. Uh, everything we talked about has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. Feel for, and, and, of course, over on Facebook. If you like us on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it may get into your news feed unless you're in Australia. So, sorry, Australia. I mean, I think they're working, they're working it out, but... It's, it's difficult. So, again, get online now, guys. We have another hour to go. We're here to 11 o'clock, and generally that hour is pretty packed with calls. So feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, or Bob and I will talk about our kids. We'll be right back. <laughs> We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.